0: As we approach our November election, we are aware of hyper-partisan divides which often disrupt our finding common cause for the common good. A member of one of our engaged congregations is active in a creative new paradigm relative to our current party system. Dr. Paul Dietrzak will provide an overview of a new approach. And it's worth saying that Interfaith Action presents this as an informational session and not as a recommended approach we do agree that current partisan divides often serve to hamper our achievement of the common good. And we encourage robust discussions around moving forward to a future where we have a shared approach to solving key public issues essential for a democracy, which provides opportunity, wholeness, and justice for all. Uh, Dr. Dietrzczak, at this time, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, Welcome, and we look forward to hearing from you.
1: Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to this discussion of the Forward Party. We are independents, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, and Patriots who were sick and tired of watching our nation crumble under the weight of the oversized two-party political system. These different parties, Democrat and Republicans, put politics as their top priority. We were founded in October of 2021 because for too long, our nation is waiting for solutions. It's time to change the system and give America hope and opportunity. Now, politics is such a divisive issue, but it doesn't have to be that way. Don't we want a party with new ideas, a party that works for us, a party that gets results, a party that just doesn't define success by just getting elected again? Don't we want the forward party? Now, we are growing rapidly. We recently merged with Renew America Movement. This was an a organization started by Governor Christine Todd Whitman of New Jersey and Governor Bill Weld of Massachusetts. And we also joined with the Serve America Movement, which was founded by David Jolly, U.S. Congressman. We are now the third largest party in America with resources. We want free people interested in a thriving community with a viable democracy. But what does the Forward Party stand for? No time seems more urgent than today with people trying to overturn our democracy, shoot up our schools, and cancel anyone who disagrees with you. The Forward Party stands for ranked choice voting, open primaries, term limits, evidence-based approach to governance, and doing, not dividing. Well, what is ranked choice voting? Let's take one of these, each one of these separately. Ranked choice voting, as demonstrated in this video.
0: Pick your favorite color. The ranked choice voting way. Instead of voting for just one color, you get to rank your top three.
1: Well, purple is the best, but if I can't have purple, I want blue. And if neither of those wins, I guess I can live with orange. Now, let's count up everybody's votes. Under ranked choice voting rules, it's not enough just to get the most votes. You need a majority. More than 50% of the votes. Purple's ahead, but
0: it has only seven votes. It needs at least 11 to win. So we eliminate the color in last place. Sorry, Orange fans, we're going to your second choice. Two more for green. One for purple. But no color has 11 votes yet. Still no majority. Bye bye, Bye. blue. One more for purple. Four for green. And we have a winner. The ranked choice voting way. (laughs)
1: So sorry about that technical glitch there. But how does ranked choice voting work? The video shows, and what it ends up resulting is it results in promoting a representative outcome and majority rule. It prevents negative campaigning. Let's pretend I'm purple. Well, I want everybody to vote for purple as my favorite color. Now, I'm not gonna trash green and blue and orange because I know some people like orange better or some people like blue better or some people like green, but I want them to think that purple might be their second choice or purple might be their third choice. So I want to present to the public ideas, solutions, tell them why purple is the best color and why purple is the one that they want to go with. This then eliminates or minimizes negative campaigning it provides more choices let's say i'm now the voter and i have to decide do i want purple green blue or orange well you know i just love purple purple is the best color ever purple i just love i would want to paint my house purple my car purple everything purple but you know if i couldn't paint it purple maybe i'd choose green you know, and I can live with green, you know, green, green's not bad, you know, so that might be my second choice. And then maybe blue, well, blue's okay. It certainly isn't my first two choices, but blue is okay. But orange, I hate orange. I, I, I just never want to see anything orange. So I would vote for purple as number one, green as number two, and blue as number three. It allows me to express myself I don't throw away my vote. If I really love purple, even though I know it's not going to win, I still have a chance to show my opinion that purple is my favorite color. So it provides us with more choices. It saves money by eliminating the needs for runoff elections. As you see, at the end of that election, we have, two candidates, we have a winner who has 50% of the vote or more. It minimizes strategic voting or negative voting, trying to uh, take out the opponent strategic voting is very common in today's primaries, it increases the participation of military and overseas voters. Now you might ask, how does that affect military and overseas voters. Well, we know if we have a run, on, run off election. That we have to issue a new ballot and it takes about 45 days to formulate the ballot print the ballot get it mailed out to people. So we mail these out overseas and people don't have enough time to receive the ballot, think it through and 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 vote on it. So studies show that runoff elections generally are not voted on by people overseas. So our military have less choice in who do, will represent them and our overseas people have less chance of, of voting for them. That's why ranked choice voting really allows us a better way to run an election. What about primaries? Here in the state of Michigan, we recently had a primary that was a closed primary. You can either vote as a Democrat or you can vote as a Republican. So let's look here. For governor, we have John, Mary, and Sue. For Senate, we have Jack, Jill, and Sally. Those are on the Democrat side. They gravitate towards the left. On the Republican side, we have Frank, Larry, and Bo. First governor and for senator, we have Phil, Leslie, and Carla. Now, most of the people are in the middle. 10% are on either side, either to the left or to the right. But most of the people are in the middle. So people have a hard time deciding if they have to stick in one primary. Maybe they like Mary for governor and they want to vote for Leslie for senator. They can't do it in a closed primary. Or maybe they want to vote for Larry for governor and Jill for senator. They can't do it in a closed primary. Over time, this gets candidates which are gravitating more to the left or to the right. And we get less candidates in the middle. Well, what about a open primary? In an open primary, you don't have to vote just Democrat or vote just Republican left or right. The average person has a better choice. Maybe they want to vote for Mary for governor and Leslie for senator. Both Democrats and Republicans then not only recruit candidates that can appeal to the middle population, but those candidates, as they run their campaigns, will want to appeal to the average person in the middle. This gets better representation and better governance we for term limits. Now, 87% of Americans approve of term limits. It reduces the influence of lobbyists. It's been successful in 15 states and continues to be used. It's even successful in the state of Michigan. It prevents career politicians, people who just get elected repeatedly and never get anything done. Term limits is an important part of what the forward party stands for. We want evidence based governance. Now, I'm a retired physician, and I think evidence based medicine is one of the best concepts we've ever come across in medicine. We treat a patient based on studies, based on science, based on information. Governance should be based in the same manner. They should have studies or have evidence that one policy or another is particularly effective. In 1965, President Lyndon Baines Johnson said to two of his cabinet officers, go into that room, and I want you to come up with a policy that's going to help the poor in America. Now, now Lyndon Baines Johnson, he was a very poor boy. He used to walk to school with holes in his shoes. He would put cardboard in his shoes so the holes would be covered up. He worked his way up. He went to teacher school, became a teacher. He went on to become a congressman, then a senator, then vice president of the United States, and then president of the United States. But he always remembered his poverty in the Hill countries of Texas. So when he had passed legislation that had been initiated by JFK, such as civil rights legislation, he then turned to those two cabinet officers and said, go into that room and I want you to come up with a policy that's going to help the poor in America. Well, they came out of that room with aid to dependent children. Now, aid to dependent children had been part of the the new deal by FDR, but they had found it wasn't being used as much. And LBJ had them come out of that room with ADC. And that has morphed into a very large program, which is part of everyday life. Now people might say they're for ADC or aid-to-dependent children. People might say they're against it, but there never was a study to show whether it would be good or whether it would be bad. And people always are pointing out unintended consequences of aid-to-dependent children. So we need evidence-based governance. We need things to be implemented have been tried and true and have been tried to be and shown to be effective at smaller scale throughout the company country. Universal basic income is an income uh, study that was done in 1974. Universal basic income is something that Andrew Yang was supporting before the forward party. We was initiated. We feel this needs more study, but it's something that we might want to to consider. In 1974 in Manitoba, Canada, there was a four-year study where each family was given $600. During that four-year period, hospitalizations fell. Unemployment rates did not change. People didn't take their money and sit at home and not work. Their mental health improved. They had better graduation. More kids graduated from high school. And the only reason it was stopped was because there was a change in government in the, uh, the Canadian government in 1979. During COVID, everyone received checks from the government. So basically, during COVID 2020, we had universal basic income. And people were getting money because they couldn't go to work because of the pandemic. Well, we tried it out. The country didn't fall apart. People might say that some of the inflation we have from today is due to these checks going out, but we think that this deserves a look-see. And with evidence-based governance, we could evaluate whether this policy might be something to help the people who are on the the lower ranks of our society that cannot, uh, economic ranks, and cannot pull themselves up. This allows them a bit of a foothold to get up. So, you know, Democrats want us to hate Republicans. Republicans want us to hate Democrats. If half the country hates the other half, we'll never get anything done. This this party is for people who who don't wanna become a partisan Democrat or partisan Republican. They're looking for a place to land. That's the forward party. That's a place where we can all get along and we can all get things done. If you join the Forward Party to serve America, we feel we'll save democracy. We feel democracy is definitely in peril. We believe in protecting liberty so we can all chart our own unique paths, embrace creativity, and do the most good for the most amount of people in our country. We want to be part of the solution. We want you to be part of the solution with your help. If you go to the grocery store, You have 37 different types of salad dressing, 50 different types of cereal. But when you go out to vote, you only have two choices. We live in a country where we have an abundance of choices. Why? Why do we have only two antiquated parties that limit our choices and continue to want to limit our choices? So we want to move forward not left, not right, but forward, to build a modern and effective government, to elect officials who put people first, who unite America with grace and tolerance. We want to reform politics for innovations and solutions, not just get reelected. After the merger that I spoke about between Serve America and Renew America, We are now the third largest party with resources in this country. We are registered as a legal party in four states, and we are moving forward in others. We have a $10 million budget. We have volunteer chapters in every state. We support uh, uh, candidates throughout the country, and we also support policies, specifically in Utah. Evan McMullen is running against a Trump-endorsed person named Mike Lee, who was basically texting the attackers as they stormed the Congress Capitol on January 6th. We support Evan McMullen. We do not support Mike Lee. Evan McMullen is a Forward Party supporter. In Alaska, we have Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski is running against Kelly Shabak. Kelly Shabaka is a Trump-endorsed person, she would not be a good senator. Just last Tuesday, they had a primary. In that primary, they used ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting, it looks like the preliminary results suggest that the two candidates that will emerge from that primary will be Lisa Murkowski and Kelly Shabaka. And they'll face off in November for that Senate seat. If that is the case, and if that, the numbers hold true, we at the Forward Party are continuing to support Lisa Murkowski, and we are going to push hard for her to become elected to bring moderation and good governance to our country. In Nevada, there's a ballot initiative. That's very important. The ballot initiative, initiative will put forth open primaries and ranked choice voting. Who do you think's fighting this tooth and nail? The Democrats. They're pouring money into Nevada to block ranked choice voting in open primaries. What are they so afraid of? Are they afraid of the middle of our populace, that middle depicted in that bell curve, coming and voting for the best candidate? It seems like they're fighting it tooth and nail because they want to preserve their partisan position in the political system of today. So let's lead America forward. Let's build a new political home. Let's work on reforming elections and reforming primaries. Let's put an end to hyperpartisanship. Well, what strategies do we have here at the Forward Party? We want to recruit solution-oriented candidates, not Democrats, not Republicans, not Libertarians. We want people who want to solve the problems. We want to work local to national. Now, who affects you the most? Maybe it's your mayor. Maybe it's your city councilman. Maybe it's your parks and recreation people. People at our local level who help our Little League players get the best possible conditions. People who fill our potholes and take care of our daily lives. We want a bottom-up approach, not a top-down approach. We're not emphasizing a candidate running for president or running for senators or governors. We're talking about all of us getting involved and working together from our local communities on up. We want nonpartisan representation. We wanna be inclusive. We want everybody on our party, on our bandwagon so we can work together to get solutions for each and every one of us. We wanna be using grace and tolerance you know, in America, there are 500,000 elected officials in America. Many of these races are uncontested. These people might be, these candidates might be you in the future. You know, think about our local event elections. A district, a district attorney can make all the difference in the world in our local population. So think of local races as being important, not just who's running for president, who's running for governor, and who's running for Senator. What future directions do we have? Here at the Forward Party, we're going to have a national convention in 2023. As mentioned, we're registered in four states already. We expect to be registered in 15 states by the end of 2022. We'll have 20 more states registered by 2023. And we expect to be registered party in all states by 2024. But this will take work, work on the part of all of our Forward Party volunteers, maybe work by you or work by your neighbor or work by your friends. What initiatives do we have this year? Well, we have a 15-state bus tour, which starts September 15th. They're gonna tour across our great country to educate people, to recruit people, to inspire them. They'll start in Houston, Texas. Andrew Yang, a former presidential candidate, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, will be leading the charge. But he's not leading the charge as a presidential candidate for the future. He's leading the charge for a party that will change America for the better, from policy on up, from local government on up. There will be other famous guests and supporters along the way, from movie stars, business leaders, faith leaders, and even you. We deserve better. Every American should feel good about the future of their families, their communities, and the nation. As I mentioned earlier, I am a retired physician deeply worried about the future of our country. I want our country to be better for our kids in the future. We need a new party like no other. We want want to build a better, stronger America. Other third parties seek to influence policy We plan to reshape politics from the bottom up. We're changing the game, and we want that to be a game where all of us play along. This system that we are fighting against, that presently exists, has taken on a life of its own. And the media and the voters have bought into it, They primarily because they see no choice. The media and the voters ignore third party candidates they focus on only electable candidates candidates the media help to shut out competition everything in our election system reinforces this message from debates that exclude minor party candidates to winner take all voting methods and partisan primaries that lead to candidates on general election ballots that represent just around 10% of the fringe partisan electorate. We feel trapped. Ballot access laws written by Democrats and Republicans further look to shut out competition in a way that we find unacceptable in any other market. Let's not fool ourselves. The best path to the highest quality of a product is competition. That's what we need to build into our political system. If we are to see real change, we need competition political competition. First, we have to get rid of the duopoly. You know, we all agree that a monopoly is bad, but a duopoly where you have two parties, Democrat and Republican, that limit all our choices and limit competition, a duopoly is just as bad as a monopoly. So we need you. We can only fix America if we all roll up our sleeves, if we talk to our family about the forward party if we talk to our friends about the Forward Party, if we talk to our coworkers about the Forward Party, make a difference. You can lead a team. You can be an activist. You can recruit members. You can repost things on social media about the Forward forward Party. So you can network. You can buy merchandise if you want. You can join Discord. Discord is a a, uh, web-mediated discussion platform in which we discuss ideas and solutions and work together. We want you. You can donate. You can sign up with the Forward Party today using the web link. You can plan an event or you can find one near you. Every week, there are events going on locally and nationally. We had one in Kalamazoo this last Tuesday. There are lots of events. Look at the calendar on the Forward Party website you'll find things where you can attend and you can learn about who we are and what we stand for and how we hope to change America for the better. So I wanna thank you for allowing me to discuss and promote this uh, new party. My web link, the recruiter link is listed at the bottom of this slide. And then there's a a bar graph or one of those uh, computerized uh, things that you can scan and that'll take you right to the Forward Party website to get the information and hopefully bring you along and show that we're not left, we're not right, we're forward. Forward for America and forward together.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for your presentation. That was uh, extremely insightful and uh, very interesting. I thought it was very, very well spoken and put together. I mean, you've evaluated so many issues in our current political system and um you know proposed i think really intriguing solutions so thank you for um for for this presentation um if you um as as we finish up um for for this episode um i was wondering if i could ask you one more question uh and that's how uh for you your faith is connected to your political activism as you uh are aware interfaith action is uh, a group of over 39 faith communities who believe that our faith is connected to our political action. So my basic question to you is, um, you're a member of the vestry of the Episcopal Church in Niles. How has your faith connected you to political activism generally and the launch of the third party in particular? Well,
1: as a vestry member of the Trinity Episcopal Church, I find that our outreach in the community, as well as the outreach of many other parishes and faiths is so important in making our community a better place. The working from the bottom up, as I mentioned, working from the local level on up makes such a big difference. I participated recently with St. John's Episcopal Church, Grace Episcopal Church up in Ottawa County for a Latino outreach. Uh, We have this uh, October, an interfaith missionary uh, uh, um, get together out at Tabor Hills, uh, which the Interfaith Missionary of Southwestern Michigan is uh, is sponsoring. And uh, uh, there we collect things for our, our Latino uh, migrant workers and for our community. Uh, and we provide food and, and, and sustenance and and, and, and uh, personal products for them. But I also attended last year's service and I found that it was very moving. We had an Iman, we had a a rabbi, we had a cantor, we had uh, a priest, we had people of all faiths, all with similar goals, uh, similar things in which the Forward Party stands for, coming together and solving the problems rather than just shouting at each other. Um, My faith has uh, led me to become more involved uh, in everything from uh, uh, working with education regarding the foreign party, but also working um, you know with our fellow um, community members to make our, our our community a better place. because you know, unless we do it, we, every one of us, unless we stand up and say we want a better solution uh, from sharing and spiritual support, um, it's not going to happen. We can't wait for people from Lansing or people from Washington to fix the problems, we need to work together to fix them from our end. That's sort of how I came to to, uh, the Forward Party and uh, through my spiritual journey uh, in the Episcopal Church, as well as the other uh, great faiths that, that we work with.